What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. It is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Today on the podcast, got a lot to get to. I want to rank some of the best positions that the Denver Broncos have going into training camp. Of course, training camp starts next week, and certainly there's a lot to be excited about for this Denver Broncos team. We've talked about some of the weaknesses for Denver. Well, today we're going to talk about the strengths and the team, uh, where where they're at and where I like them going into the new season. Of course, I uh, want to tell you about what's been going on with the podcast, and hey, if you missed any part of of the podcast, make sure that you subscribe over there at uh, milehighsports.com to our newsletter and all the different things. But of course, well, hit subscribe on the many different locations that you can find this podcast, whether it be Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or milehighsports.com. There's a lot of cool features, a lot of cool different things. And of course, weekly podcast, multiple times per week where we will pump out this podcast. And uh, as we get closer to training camp, well, I will have the opportunity to be at Dove Valley and uh, lay my my eyes on that new Broncos team, at least through the binoculars. Don't know really well how close we'll be able to get with, of course, this COVID-19 situation, but we will see what happens with Denver. And of course, I will continue to update you on the podcast. And again, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, MileHighSports.com, many different locations that you can find the podcast. I want to uh, cite an article on MileHighSports.com by Zach Seegers where he talks about the five best position groups for this Denver Broncos team. And, um, you know, this is kind of what got the inspiration going on the podcast. And I think for uh, where he ranks them, I'm going to list off his five. He has edge rusher as number one between Bradley Chubb and Von Miller with the defensive line two, safety three, wide receiver four, and then running back at five. I thought this was a really interesting question because I think depending on who you ask, you're going to get, you know, you ask five people, you're going to get seven different answers. Uh, it really is one of those uh, telling questions because on on many of the improved positions for the Denver Broncos, you can make just as much the arguments that there's still many question marks, you know, and uh, maybe we'll get Zach Seegers on the podcast next week to talk about his list, but I want to go over my list because it's very different from what uh, Zach is showing here on his, and I'm going to put number one for me as his number three, and that's safety. I think the Denver Broncos have potentially the best duo in the NFL. Now, national narrative is going to say that, you know, Justin Simmons, well, he didn't get the, the big time contract and cream Jackson is over the hill and this and that yada 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 
These are two Denver Broncos safeties that arguably would be, uh, on any other team, the number one safety. Uh, they are a bona fide duo that, in the backfield, when you start to compare them to other uh, duos in the NFL, there's really nobody that matches up consistency-wise, quality of play-wise, skill set level-wise, and particularly for the Broncos, look, in, in Justin Simmons, obviously a franchise piece, and Kareem Jackson with a couple more years as well. Two good leadership, great people on the football field as well as off the football field. I think that truly do believe the Denver Broncos have the best safety duo that you can ask for in the NFL. And, you know, I, I start to look at this question, you start to dissect it. And I think that's really what the, the question is, right? Is where does the position group rank you know, around the league. And I think if you were to put the Denver Broncos safety up against everybody else, you can easily say that they are somewhere in the top five, if not number one. So safety is number one for me. And number two, I'm going to put running back. I think this Denver Broncos running back, I tell you what, all three of them, because I'm going to say all three of them, Royce Freeman is a guy who can average four and a half, five yards per pop. And yet this guy is number three on the depth chart, of course, the Denver Broncos bringing in Melvin Gordon in the offseason, somebody who uh, is going to be very effective in this offense with Pat Shermer, and we've obviously seen what Philip Lindsay can do. And look, I think Philip Lindsay, while has the national attention, I don't think it's as true as what it really should be. You know, Philip Lindsay still kind of has that chip on his shoulder. He's the, the guy who wasn't invited to the combine and, you know, this and that. I think the Denver Broncos, by playing in the mountain time zone, they don't get a lot of love with certain positions, and I still believe that that position is the running back position as well. So it is going to be uh, one of those positions, I think, that really shows itself to the NFL very, very quickly because I do believe this is a Broncos team that's going to be leaning on the run game. And you start to ask yourself, okay, well, how deep is this Denver Broncos team as far as uh, you know what they can be effective with where you say, okay, well, Philip Lindsay or Melvin Gordon out the back as a starter is terrific. And then the other one as a number two is arguably the best number two in the league. And then you say you bring in a guy who can run people over who's just not getting a chance in Royce Freeman. There's really no cons to Royce Freeman. He just kind of hasn't matched what the Denver Broncos are trying to do. Philip Lindsay stealing a lot of the thunder, local kid. And yet, you know, Royce Freeman's over here averaging four and a half, five yards per pop, and he can't get a run. And you're telling me that you get all three of those guys on the same roster? That's a dominant running back room. Now, you could say, I think you could very much say, you know, this is a little different from the conversation of the safety situation because I think Denver bona fide in the top five as far as safeties go. When it comes to the running back position, you could make the argument there's a lot of people that like the solo, bell cow, one-guy tailback who can dominate. And I understand that. I totally get that. You know, having the Ezekiel Elliott or the the Saquon Barkley in the backfield means that you can rely on him. He can be your your guy on first, you know, first down or third and long to catch it out of the backfield uh, on the goal line for short distance. I totally understand that, and I think there's a very real argument there in having the bell cow back. Mike Shanahan changing the game maybe a little bit in the early 2000s when he decided to go to the dual tailback simply because, look, uh, you know, don't want to get the guy hurt, don't want to run him into the ground with 400 carries. It is a brutal position. Let's help out that position. 
But I think the really big thing that you need to start to think about when you are uh, asking the question between, you know, the one bell cow back versus the, uh, you know, dual system, you could argue Denver ran a bit of a dual system last year with Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Philip Lindsay was 15th best rusher in the league last year. Oh, by the way, do the math eight yards ahead of Saquon Barkley. Now, Barkley playing in three less games, I totally understand that. And attempt-wise, not on the same level as somebody like Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey, but he's not far off. And that tells you that even as a bell cow back, Christian McCaffrey, you know, if Christian McCaffrey was putting up numbers that were eye-popping, and again, I'm sticking solely to rushing because Christian McCaffrey may not be the best example as this is a guy who catches a billion passes out of the backfield. You know, maybe Leonard Fournette, a little bit more of a uh, a better lineup. You know, somebody who uh, only rushed for 1,100 yards last year in 15 games, 265 attempts. Philip Lindsay, 224, uh, just north of 1,000 at a 4.5 pop per carry, Leonard Fournette, 4.3. My point being is the production is not replicated, but it's pretty darn close for somebody who is also getting filtered in with another runner as fresh legs a little bit later in the game, somebody who brings a little bit of a different style, a different element. And I think if you're the Denver Broncos, that that has worked before. So to continue it, it, there's no reason to say that it wouldn't continue and and be very successful. And that dual system, obviously, by default, helps you with health in the situation where, God forbid, one of them gets hurt. And Denver can say that not only with one and two, but also with RB3. So I'm going to put the running back as number two on my list as far as uh, you know, great positions to have, best positions arguably for the Denver Broncos moving forward into training camp. So Broncos Blitz Podcast, it's presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And of course, look, uh, we've been talking about sports betting on the podcast and with the legalization of sports betting it has been so exciting to jump on over to DraftKings place those bets down whether it's on uh, football futures or other sports look I mean look the the long wait is over for golf's first major of the year this weekend golfers heading over to San Francisco to tee off I believe they're in round two right now you can of course join in on the action with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook app celebrating golf's First major of the year, DraftKings Sportsbook offering special odds and promotions all weekend long. All new users get a sign-up bonus. Listen to this. Up to $1,000 every day of the tournament. DraftKings Sportsbook boosting your profits by 30%. And all you have to do is opt in, place a bet, head on over to the app right now and check it out. All the things that they got to offer. I tell you what, between player props, day-to-day action, hole-by-hole live betting, it's a lot of fun. And then, of course, I mentioned it. Hey, football. It is coming back soon here shortly, and DraftKings Sportsbook has rolled out a season-long football pick-and-pull with $2 million. Going to repeat that. $2 million that are going to be up for grabs in prizes. Make your picks. Watch the games unfold. Safe, secure, reliable is DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app. And I tell you what, you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. 
Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code MHS when you sign up. That's promo code MHS when you sign up for a limited time. All new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook going all out with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter the code MHS when you sign up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older and in Colorado only. A bonus is comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. I see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So again, we've been talking about sports betting and all the different things that you can participate, bet on, and have have some fun, have a little bit of skin in the game. I think it's really, really cool that you can do all this. And obviously with football coming back and the Denver Broncos training camp starts next week, here's the third position that I am betting on. See what I did there? for the Denver Broncos to be, um, well, quite good this year, and that is the pass rusher. That's the edge rusher. That's going to be Zach Seeger's number one option on that article at milehighsports.com. I have him at number three, and the only reason why I have him at number three is because I do believe the safeties are that good, and I do believe the running back room is that bolstered. But edge rusher, there's a little bit of a question mark with Bradley Chubb. Obviously, the torn ACL worries you a little bit. Von Miller, while you know, I think a lot of people are on this revenge tour type narrative age is catching up to a guy who is a finesse speed rusher so i'm not going to just say hey he says that he's ready he's uh, posting all these instagram you know photos and then all of a sudden that's my narrative is that oh my god he's going to have a terrific year i need to see it so uh, father time is undefeated and von miller while i don't think is washed up by any means i know a lot of narratives kind of follow that i think that's just wrong but this is a guy who needs to kind of change how he does things. And I think speed and power now is a little bit more of that combo, a little bit more of a balance. And I want to see that out of Von Miller. I think you're going to see that out of him this year. And so we'll see how it affects him. You know, certainly uh, this edge rushing team, they bring a lot of uh, tenacity to get after the quarterback, you know, and one of the big things that, uh, you know, the Denver Broncos obviously need because they have a secondary that is so uh, intelligent and uh, a big strength of theirs, you know, they need some pressure on the quarterback. You know, I, I've always said that, unfortunately, and I don't mean this as a slight to NFL secondaries, but the secondary is a, pardon the pun, secondary position to the pass rush. You've got to get to the quarterback. I don't care who the corner is and the wide receiver pairing. NFL corners cannot cover a wide receiver for 10, 12 seconds if the quarterback's just sitting there in the pocket. It becomes a game of pitch and catch. This is just natural by default because the wide receiver knows where he's going and gets to act first. It's very difficult for a corner to cover a wide receiver for that long. So you got to get to the pass. You got to get to the quarterback and you got to do it with a good pass rush. And uh, Denver's going to be interesting to see how they get to the quarterback and particularly the, the one part I'm going to be watching watching for is that interior, you know, uh, Jarrell Casey, that signing I thought was a terrific one by the Denver Broncos. What can he do in the middle paired with Shelby Harris? Didn't even think Shelby Harris was coming back. And yet now he is obviously they lose Kyle Pecco. So that run defense may be a little different, but uh, certainly they've got some guys waiting in the wings and, you know, maybe we see a little bit more run from Demarcus Walker, the rookie Draymond Jones from last year. There is a lot to like on this defensive line. But still, you got to put 
from paper to the field, it's easy to say, well, they look good. I want to see them look good. And so certainly, I think there's a lot to be excited about with this edge rushing slash kind of defensive line pairings that they got going on. Certainly um, will be something to monitor on the Broncos Blitz podcast as, of course, we cover the Denver Broncos. MileHighSports.com is where you can find all the info. All right, my number four position is wide receiver. Let's look back on where this Denver Broncos team what last year was at the wide receiver position. You obviously had someone who was beginning to blossom into a star in, Demer- in uh, excuse me, Cortland Sutton. I almost said Demarius Thomas because he kind of looks like Demarius Thomas, right? He's that big body, go up and get the football, and I think Cortland Sutton's going to be a solid player for them for many years to come. But then you had an attitude in Emmanuel Sanders, and look, uh, Emmanuel was very vocal about some of the things that he did not like in the offense. Quite frankly, I don't blame him. I didn't like what Rich Gangarello was going as well, too. Uh, the Denver Broncos had a wide receiver group behind Emmanuel Sanders that was very shaky, but I think was coming into kind of this prove-it year. Could Tim Patrick emerge as an option for the Denver Broncos? Could Deshaun Hamilton become a player? And a lot of those answers were well answered in the way that Denver Broncos fans wouldn't ideally like answered. And particularly for this football team who is uh, desperately needing some sort of playmaker or jolt on offense after Cortland Sutton, they really couldn't find it. And I think Deshaun Hamilton, that was a big miss for them because he was supposed to be that next slot guy, kind of this find the hole in the defense, you know, uh, extend the drives on third downs. And they just never saw that from Deshaun Hamilton. Obviously started the year rough with the big drop, had the big drop against Tennessee, and it just never really recovered until towards the end of the year when Drew Locke came in and really just everybody looked good. So I think this wide receiver group, uh, which is funny because it was such a major weakness last year, is now quite the strength for the Denver Broncos behind safety, behind pass rusher, and behind uh, the running back position. And that's pretty awesome because if you are the Denver Broncos and their fan base, what was the number one question? I want to flash you back to January 1st, 2020, when this mess of a year started, what was the number one question for this Denver Broncos team that they had to answer? And what was that? It's put talent around Drew Locke. Make Drew Locke a a cake filled with frosting and chocolate chips and whatever you like and serve it up on a silver platter to the kid because you had to surround this kid with some great talent. And what did they do? They improved the running back position greatly. They improved the wide receivers, the wide receiver room greatly. Obviously, now they've got a ton of depth all of a sudden between Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler's addition, Deontay Spencer, Tyree Cleveland could be some good special teams players there. What will happen with Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton? But I think those guys' value, they go their value goes up as you slide them down the depth chart. You know, we've we've talked about this at the corner position before, particularly with Bradley Roby in years past. You know, Bradley Roby, I thought, was a terrific third corner for that Denver Broncos team. When he was behind Chris Harris Jr. and Aqib Tlaib, now all of a sudden you move Bradley Roby to that number two spot and you ask him to cover that same caliber of player, and then he can't do that. 
I think Deshaun Hamilton Hamilton can still be an effective wide receiver for this Denver Broncos team, but you've got to slide him down the depth chart more. He's not a wide receiver two, and quite frankly, I'm not really sure he's a wide receiver three, but you move him down to four and five and open up the, the football field and you spread him out five wide, all of a sudden maybe he becomes the one guy that gets open because you've got extra focus on Noah Fant, because you've got extra focus on Cortland Sun, because you got to put a, a, a real solid corner on Jerry Judy because uh, or else you're going to get burned by the options that are proven. Now all of a sudden maybe you got Deshaun uh, Deshaun Hamilton, you know, being covered by a linebacker. And there's some opportunities there for the Denver Broncos to exploit a defense because they've got so much more options because it's now such a a, a room of strength. Now, it's not I, there's a reason why I put them at number 4 on my list of positions because I do believe this is a position that has a lot of question marks, a lot of unknowns. You know, this is a position that essentially, you know, we we don't truly know. We think Jerry Judy's going to be this star. What happens if, God forbid, the injury flares up? You know, K.J. Hamler, look, we've seen it in Isaiah McKenzie before. Okay, lightning speed, ping pong type player, a, a guy who can really just stop on a dime, snap of the finger, and then go the other way. We've seen that before in Isaiah McKenzie. So just as much as there are things that we like to talk about and are positive, I, I always believe that it, it's really important to look at both sides of any sort of argument. And there are some arguments that you could look at and say, well, they're unproven, so show me. But I think this is a Broncos football team that's going to see a wide receiver room. Show them the value of why they were selected so high. Jerry Judy in the first round, K.J. Hamler in the second round, and quite frankly, maybe even Albert Okawebana in the fourth round, and Noah Fant from last year really making an impact on this football team at the receiver. Maybe we'll expand that out. Maybe not just wide receivers. Receivers in general or pass catchers, if maybe that's the best way you want to describe it. So certainly, I think that's a major improved uh, unit. And the number five, you know, I, I think maybe this might surprise a lot of people, but for number five, I, I have to say it, the quarterback position, Drew Locke, is a significant upgrade from Joe Flacco. And I think this is one of the better positions that the Denver Broncos carry into 2020. I think Drew Locke gets the football out at a much faster speed than some of the many quarterbacks that have just become a disaster here, from Joe Flacco to Case Keenum to Chad Kelly. The guy makes quick decisions. He's smart. He's uh, He seems like he has a genuine love for the game of football, which I really appreciate because when you have something that you genuinely love, it, it could be anything. It could be, uh, you know, pets. It could be rocks. It could be sports. It could be, uh, I don't know, cleaning, whatever may be the case. You do that thing, that hobby, that passion, that that sport, that that craft from such a deep attention to detail because you care about it. You care. You love it. And you want to uh, make it the best you can possibly make it because you love it so much and you care. And that's what roots down to where I think Drew Locke's going to be A-OK. -okay, you know, and there are a lot of question marks. I get it. But you know what? Thrown into the fire, and I get it. It's a small sample size last year for five games. Boy, he looked pretty darn good. And now you're telling me you're going to give him all these juiced up offensive weapons, a better offensive line, a better running back room, a better tight end room, a better 
better wide receiver room and another year of experience where he can now start to see the game slow down. You saw him in his eyes. That Hall of Fame game, oh my gosh, things were going a million miles an hour. He had no idea what to do. Game two in preseason, you could see the game started to slow down. He was like, okay. You're looking at him like, all right, the kid, the kid's not you know, starstruck anymore, you know, and then unfortunately in the third preseason game, he looks his best and then he gets hurt with the thumb injury, but maybe the thumb injury was a slight blessing in disguise. If that's a way to look at it, it allowed him to not get rushed onto the football field and instead sit back for a little bit, you know, earn that respect from his teammates while he was down and injured. He wasn't down and injured and then went away home to go play video games or whatever may be the case. He was still in the facility. He was still studying over tape, throwing with the VR, you know, the virtual reality that the Broncos have uh, highly boasted about. And that earned the respect. And then all of a sudden when they called his number with five games left, everything kind of came together. Now you're telling me he gets a better offense and another year to do that, and the key's fully handed to him. This is not a situation where he's got a guy breathing down his back. Jeff Driscoll's not going to play any games uh, so long as the Broncos have that control. It's Drew Locke. It is his team. And I think this is a drastically improved position. And quite frankly, I think this is a quarterback who's going to be somewhere in the middle to uh, potentially top 15, top 10. You know, quarterback in the league, I think there's some real potential here for Drew Locke to be a very good quarterback for the Denver Broncos. So he is number five, the quarterback position, number five on my list, because just simply a major, major upgrade from what the Denver Broncos uh, did last year and had, well, really, we could say in previous years. It is the Broncos Blitz Podcast. It's presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Again, go on over to DraftKings and check out all that they got to offer and check out some of those bets for the Broncos. I tell you what, they've, they've got some odds boost and some good stuff over there for the Broncos that, uh, well, you may want to check out, maybe win a little bit of cash on the side as well, too. Is Hey, cross your fingers. We hope football season is a-happening. And if it is, of course, you can bet on those games in that player pool or the uh, pick'em pool, I should say, with our friends at DraftKings America. America's top-rated sportsbook app. My name is Ronnie Court. Of course, you can follow on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio on Twitter. And, of course, at MileHighSports.com, where we have everything going on with this Denver Broncos football team. We will be covering the team in training camp as well, too. So starting next week, you will have podcasts. Uh, we won't be able to do them live from Dove Valley, but certainly I will uh, head back to the studio and tell you my observations of what happened at practice, whatever may be the case. I will bring that to you starting next week with Mile High Sports, MileHighSports.com, and our Broncos Blitz podcast. So... We appreciate you tuning in. Of course, if you missed any part of the podcast, you can obviously look back at previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, including previous archives that talk about the Juwan James opt-out, a great bunch of audio that we got from Kareem Jackson talking one-on-one about racism and Black Lives Matter and the year coming up with COVID-19. 
A lot of good stuff from Kareem Jackson that you could check out at previous archives. Other Broncos Blitz podcast that's available on Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, MileHighSports.com. Uh, again, my name is Ronnie Court. You can follow on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. Be sure to DM me if you have any questions, thoughts, whatever may be the case on the podcast. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button and give us a five stars on the many lo- different locations that you can find the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Find more. More info on the Broncos at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.